welcome to the Fertility Conversations podcast. The goal of this podcast is to create more awareness about infertility and to provide support to people trying to conceive. Thank you for listening today, and we hope you will be encouraged. And now, here is your host, Ola. Welcome to episode 39. Today, I'm joined by a lovely guest, Ella Mannix. She's married and joins us all the way from Australia. Yay. She's the founder of All About Fertility Expo, which is created to help provide support to individuals and couples seeking to start and to grow their families. Her details would also be in the show notes. So welcome, Ella, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited and so nervous for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) I know, it's crazy, isn't it? (laughs) I know, it's Uh, crazy. It's okay. We love you. Thank you for coming and joining us. So thank you. (laughs) We usually start off by saying, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, of course. So I am from the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, although people who I speak to from the UK say I don't sound it anymore because no, you they sound, Australian. I sound more Australian. Yeah. No, please. <laughs> <laughs> I want to keep and maintain my accent. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm born and bred in uh, London um, mm-hmm. and I moved to Australia uh, 10 years ago. It'll be 11 years this year um and yeah so I decided that I wanted to have a new experience and um travel the world never really thought about um you know didn't think that I wanted to settle down in the UK to be honest and bring really? up a family I yeah I really wanted somewhere that was warm and mm. um I was obsessed with the beach Uh, I don't know how because I lived in London (laughs) yeah right (laughs) Uh, exactly and I just you know I just loved the water and I thought um yeah why not so I upped at sticks and I left London yeah wow and once you got there you loved it you didn't want to go back I pretty much knew that when I arrived, I, I started off in Melbourne and I lived there for six years and then moved to Sydney six oh. years ago. No, four years ago when I met my husband. Uh-huh. But I pretty much knew when I um, stepped off that plane and right. I looked around, it was not, it was nighttime and I was so excited and I was like, you know what, I'm not going back to England for one year because I need to I need to um make it work I need to feel comfortable so I made a pact with myself saying it's you know no matter how hard it gets Mm -hmm. you're only a phone call away from your mum yeah (laughs) so that's okay (laughs) um and yeah so I decided not to go back and I just absolutely loved it yeah I loved it Wonderful. And now talking about your husband, how did you guys mm. meet? So I think we've got a modern day romance like everybody else we met <laughs> online. <laughs> online, I love that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we met online. So um, I was in my, I think in my late 30s. Yeah, definitely in my late 30s. And I suddenly thought I was in Melbourne and um, I was going to you know, quite a young church and mm-hmm. looking around, you know, like, oh, well, everybody's paired up because, you know, they're all married when they're young. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah, I just remember how am I going to meet someone? But I remember you have to be ready, I think, if you're going online. And again, I, I remember looking online and thinking, oh, I just can't do this. This is just not for me. Um, but then I think it gets to a certain point in your age where you're like, okay, right, this is just not happening. I need to do something. And there's mm. tools out there to help me. So again, I made the decision to go online and stick with it for a year and not be discouraged and, you know, sift through all the frogs. And, and see what happens, you know, I was really lucky. I remember it was um, just after New Year's, New Year's day or New Year's Eve. And I had work the next day and, 
I, you know, obviously it wasn't busy. Um, so I decided to go online and do a profile mm. and, um, like within the week. Yeah. I, he popped up, said hi, wow. and he lived in Sydney. I lived in Melbourne and he, yeah, we spent like the Friday night talking all night, like for maybe five hours, wow. well into the night. Yeah. About everything and anything. Um, and then the next day he flew down to take me out. Oh, my. Date. <laughs> that was a good talk, eh? <laughs> <laughs> next morning. Yeah. That's yeah, nice, though. It's nice to hear. Like, oh. Because many yeah, times we don't, we don't explore online dating as much, right? People always wait to meet someone in person. And yeah. Good yeah, to- look, and um, that's okay. Look, everybody has their own way and everybody's story is different. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I chose a different resource and it worked out for me. Yeah. And here we are. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, you're talking about, you know, earlier you mentioned you didn't want to raise a family in the UK and and Mm. all of that. Um, Was there a particular time that you knew you wanted to become a mom? I think I always knew that I wanted to be a mum like I remember when I was 16 and my mum mentioned this to me when um I told her I was moving to Australia you knew from then from when well, you were I didn't know I, oh, okay. I didn't know that I was going to move to Australia I knew okay. I didn't want to live in the oh, UK okay. because I used to say I used to ask her now you know, no matter where I am in the world, you will help me look after my children, right? <laughs> you will come out to me. That's funny. <laughs> she said, of course, of course, I'll go, you know, I'll travel and um, and see you wherever you are in the world. Um, so I knew from a young age that I didn't want to, yeah, have a family in the UK. Interesting. For whatever reason that was, I have mm. no idea. I just, I guess the appeal of, exploring something different and living a different lifestyle appealed yeah. to me wonderful mm. so to move on to the topic of today which is fertility mm-hmm. infertility <laughs> you know different people like to use different words i'm not really sure but so i'll say start mm. off with your journey so far journey to becoming a mom yeah so as i said i was in my late 30s when I met my husband and um I'd never you know I think when you're growing up and you know you have boyfriends and you experience um you know yourself and whatnot you don't think about you know having children um and you don't think about how you know if there's if it's going to be a difficult road all you think about is one I don't want to get pregnant (laughs) and I'm going to wait until I meet someone um and then you know and then it will happen you meet someone you marry you get pregnant yeah that was my story right yeah Yeah. I didn't know any different um until this is before I was in um Melbourne and I remember that I went to the doctors because I felt a lump in my stomach. And this is before I met my husband um, right. and maybe about two years before I met him. And um, they told me I had fibroids and that's what I was feeling. So he said, look, they're, they're not an issue. It's only an issue if you want to have children later on. So mm-hmm. I made the decision to take them out because I didn't want any problems down the line right even though I wasn't with anyone I was like look I'm going to prepare myself if this is the only thing that you can see then we're good yeah right okay so um I met my husband when I was I think I was 38 and um during this conversation our five-hour conversation (laughs) that (laughs) he told me that he had cancer when he was younger And he wasn't able to save any sperm because he had, yeah, it was pretty quick. Like he was diagnosed and then had to go into hospital and start treatment ASAP because it was quite far gone. Um, And the treatment that he had left him infertile because it was aggressive. Mm -hmm. 
he, you know, could have lost his life. And I say, fortunately, he came out with his life, but, you know, he didn't, he came out with the inability to have children. Mm. And so I didn't know what this meant for me because I, even though I was working for a hospital and I knew fertility specialists, I didn't really understand Mm -hmm. what the IVF process meant because I wasn't trying and I, you know, thought that I wouldn't have to ever use it. Um, And so when I was faced with this um, challenge, I thought, okay, let me look into it because, you know, does it mean that we adopt? What does it mean? Um, And then he spoke about sperm donor and I was like, sperm donor. Uh, Okay. Um, And so, yeah, I started doing some research Um, and then I spoke to quite a few fertility doctors because I was working with them already. And when uh, we were dating, we used to fly back and forth. So um, I used this opportunity to book appointments (laughs) to see fertility (laughs) specialists. You know, just to see what our options were, Um, you know, and I remember sitting in the uh, fertility specialist room and Jeremy talking about his um his his treatment that he had and I'll never forget the doctor's face <laughs> you know they normally are so um you know they 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 look quite hopeful right. and then the face just dropped and he oh. was just like yeah no we won't be able to find anything we can't even go searching it is just yeah wow and so I was just like oh okay so that is my only option is to have yeah. a sperm donor so you know you have to go through that whole process of you know grieving what you thought the picture of your life would look like yeah um, but then you know I made the decision that why why would that affect me? Because at the end of the day, it's still going to be our child. Yeah. No matter what, no matter where it, you know, no matter how we go on this journey to parenthood, it's still going to be our child. Yeah. If we do adoption, if we, you know, go down the surrogate route, it or using a sperm donor, it doesn't really matter. It's still our our kid. Yeah. So I made my peace with it, and. Um, I thought if I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do it bloody well. And mm-hmm. um, I started researching, um, you know, how to optimize my health. And so I was successful in my attempt for IVF, yeah. you know, so I went on a health binge, like changing my eating habits um, got all my bloods done, worked with a fertility specialist, um, yeah, and waited for a year before we started IVF. Wow. And I'm happy to say that, you know, on our first round, we were successful. Nice. Uh, which is just, you know, it's amazing. It is. Um, the doctors were shocked and I was like, you know, um, it's, a, it's a godsend. It was a blessing, yeah. Mm. I'm full of gratitude. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm really impressed with your husband. I mean, your now husband <laughs> at the time mm-hmm. you're having that conversation for five hours and him having that telling you about that, which is, I mean, really important and amazing that he did that because I find that many people, you know, might not want to have that conversation, might try to hide it for as long as possible and maybe even get yeah. married before saying anything. Right. So. Yeah. Which is insane to me because yeah. that's, effectively lying to your partner and you know leading them down this path where they think that they're going to have children and it's not going to you know and it won't be an issue yeah um you know and I you know I'm I'm grateful that he's he's an open communicator yeah um you know it's important especially when you're going down this where there is no other option to Mm -hmm. to be open and truthful um because you know and we just met we started talking you know and um and I I remember thinking I have an option to walk away Mm -hmm. because we just you know it's just our first conversation yeah I had the option right 
but you know I was just so I just thought we click so well on so many levels if this is the only issue I think I can deal it I can I can handle it wow that's amazing and talking about that, I mean, and of course, I know you've been pretty open with your journey. Uh, you've done quite a few videos, even on the internet. I wonder if people have judged your path to parenthood or communicated I, I, any of that you know, you. That's a really good. That's a really good question because I haven't had any opposition. I haven't had anyone um, have any negative mm-hmm. views on my journey and how... Um, you know, how we've had our daughter right? Um, or our future children. Um, <clears throat> not even with my family. So, you know, if anybody has, you know, a negative viewpoint on it, you know, that's an issue that I'm trying to break. You know, this is the yeah. reason why I'm telling my story because I want my daughter and my children and anybody else who uh, is taking a different path from you know, the natural way of, of conceiving mm-hmm. so they can grow up confident in themselves. Yeah. This is gone. This is goes beyond me now. I need, I want my daughter, my family to feel secure in who they are and strengthened by their journey yeah. and not feel ashamed or, or, you know, um, yeah, they just, I, I, I want them to feel they, they, you know, have accepted their journey so they can move forward and, you know, educate other people because exactly. not, there is no way that everybody's story is different, as I said, yeah. and there's not one way that um, fits all. No, there isn't. And I really love the fact that you're creating awareness about this because, again, I live in Nigeria and I know that. Um, and, of course, you're of Nigerian descent, right? So, you know, mm. you're Nigerian as well so it's amazing to have you speaking out because um you know as much as i would love to to not think this is how things are but in nigeria we still have a lot of stigma attached to you to even IVF in the first place to mm. you know any donor eggs donor sperm people have to hide because they don't want people to say things that are insensitive to them so mm. and again it's all about not having enough information about it ignorant of actually what it is and just you know just not aware of the differences and how it doesn't really matter right as long as the person is okay with whatever path they chose then what the society you know how does it bother them Uh, absolutely you know I remember um my mom god bless her um, when she was (laughs) telling me when I told her when I told her that okay this is the deal he can't have children and she was like she doesn't understand and I was like well we're gonna have to you know do IVF um and use a sperm donor mm-hmm. so we had to explain it to her and then she and then I remember her saying you're not going to tell your aunts are you are you joking <laughs> are you kidding <laughs> She, I'm not ashamed. Okay. I am not embarrassed. And this is the way our family is. And, um, I will be telling people, look, I have a whole business based on it. (laughs) There is no way I can hide. You know, obviously at the time I didn't have a business around it. Um, but I think, you know, comments like this, um, made me think that, you know what, I need to start something because one, not everybody has the luxury of um, waiting a year to prepare themselves for a journey because, yeah. you know, so, sometimes the time is of the essence, it is. um, especially that we're getting older, our eggs are dwindling. Um, and if, you know, I can help people get there quicker, then that's great. I wish I had it. I had, I wish I had the resources, um, mm. you know, to go to an event, pick up all the information I need exactly. and then decide for what to do next. Yeah. But also it is about making women feel comfortable. I know in the UK, it's, it's, you know, still, it's very open. They have an event that's been going on for what, more than 12, 13 years. Um, And it's really, yeah. yeah. And over here, it's still, you know, 
people still don't talk about it openly that I think we still need to feel comfortable in our journey and share more so people are aware and they are comfortable with their journey um yeah so and, and we don't have to hide no we don't Behind, behind closed door and that they you know that there is support and people cheering you on yeah well said I really love what you're doing I mean again we need more black people more Nigerians more people just speaking out because there's so many people again hiding feeling isolated not able mm. to you know what we need to consider these options and not sure if it's okay or if there's anyone else that's done the same thing so when they see videos like yours and you sharing your journey, it makes them feel like, okay, there's somebody else out there or there's other people. Yeah. And again, you know, I thought it was important for me to, to say something, especially in the black community, Yes. Um, to see someone that looks like them. Yeah. That is going through it. Um, yeah. And, you know, there is nothing to be ashamed about. Mm-hmm. you need the help the help is there you need the support the support is there um the main concern you know my my main thing is to make sure that you um you have a positive journey because yeah. at times we know that it's such a struggle it is. um especially when things are not going to plan mm-hmm. um and to know that there is that support but also um you know, how you're going to support your children. Yeah. You know, once support. you have that. Yeah, that exactly. And bringing up your child. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, that positive yeah. mindset. Exactly. And, you know, of course, again, going back to Nigerian aspect, because, you know, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. where you go. It's always in there somewhere. Um, yeah. People usually say things like, you know, keep your business to yourself. Don't share don't let this person know what's going on when you started sharing your journey were you concerned about that at all you know people no knowing or no no I wasn't to be honest um it didn't occur to me (laughs) (laughs) do you think that's because you lived in the UK all your life or you just think doesn't matter I think maybe I think and maybe it's because I live here um Mm. in Australia um you know who I don't know if if I was back in the UK and it happened I don't I have no idea mm-hmm. um but all I know is that I needed to do something here because I was finding it difficult to find that support and for ha- you know and to meet other people who were going through that journey I think I've I went through IVF in 2017 mm. Um, and, you know, I was on the Facebook groups, um, they weren't so positive, um, and I needed to have a mindset and um, have people around me that were cheering me on and have, you know, and, and, and positive about their experience. And yes, okay, it's, sometimes it might not work, but, you know, to keep on going and have the positive words of affirmation um, right. And all of this, um, which at the time on Facebook, I just didn't get. Mm-hmm. I, I think now it's different. Yes, there's much more. Now it's, a, it's, more, it's more positive and you'll find women cheering each other on a lot more now. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was quite difficult, uh, different back then. Okay. And is that, so I know you also mentioned this um, fertility show in the UK. And of mm. course, we know that you have the fertility, sh- I mean, all, all about fertility expo in australia how did that come about like and and of course you mentioned about support not having enough support during the initial time so Mm. so um so it was around about um so i had my daughter um and we were in the uk and um you know look i had all of this research research that i did going through my own journey and mm-hmm. you know I was like how do I support other other women what what do I do in order to help people um so that was always um going through my mind mm-hmm. um do I do a Facebook group what do I do don't know yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, open you know I was on mat leave so I was um, brainstorming do I do a book you know um so it's quite a lot of things going through my head and 
yeah, so I, I was in the UK visiting my family and came across the fertility show. Um, spoke to the owner who had created it. Right. Um, and yeah, we had a chat and I immediately just knew that this was something that we had to have in Australia. Um, it was, you know, it was nothing like anything I've seen because over here you only get the IVF companies telling you about the, you know, the information and it's only specific to that clinic and right. to their mm-hmm. doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you wanted to shop around, you've got to go to each clinic and that can be expensive because you're paying a consulting fee each time which is what we did because we had to find I really um, wanted to find a fertility specialist that worked with us and our personality and yeah (laughs) that was good (laughs) yeah exactly that's a a really important yeah yeah, exactly. We needed to bounce off each other. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted to trust them. So it wasn't just about going to anybody. Yeah. Um, you know, and I just felt that if not who, if not me, then who? Right. Then who was going to do this? You know, um, so, yeah, I embarked on this whole journey of creating an, an exhibition that was all about fertility. It says what it is on the tin. So no matter if you're trying naturally, if you're thinking about children or you're not even ready and you're just thinking about, you know, how do I prefer to preserve my fertility or, you know, look at your egg reserves. Where do I start yeah. um, through to, you know, okay, I do want to have children, um, but I need help with science. I need help with a third party. Mm you know what's the deal where do I start looking so this is just like the focal point where um yeah people can have all of their questions answered and that's amazing actually it is and how has it been the response so far since you started when was the first year you had it yeah so the first year um was in 2019 um in August and I had that in Sydney okay it was really it was it was just a small venue mm-hmm. uh, it went really well I had people from all over um, New South Wales come along to it so um, I know that the need is there yeah um, and it was just great seeing all these people you know hungry for the information and you know the presentations yeah. um, that there were for it was just it was overwhelming um, and I was just so full of joy um, to see that you know, people were getting the support and help that they needed. Yeah. You know, this was what you created. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah. Right? And yeah. then obviously, you know, with COVID, oh, yeah. <laughs> 2020 mm. was a bit of a washout. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, and this year, but I, I guess the good thing that came out from 2020 is me starting my podcast. Yeah. Right. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So I really wanted to keep in touch with the community and still provide information and support to them and yeah I created all about fertility podcast um with some really you know great amazing women telling their story as well as you know specialists providing information and so there's a whole host of things on there um that's amazing that helps yeah support people on the journey especially since we're on lockdowns right people have a lot of time to listen to podcasts and just get that information mm. and maybe yeah, even contact absolutely. the clinics. Yeah, Will you be definitely. doing your expo on, uh, virtually this year then? So yeah, this year I will, I will be doing a virtual expo. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, and you know, the exhibitors are too, because yeah. it's again, a really different way of, um, connecting with people in the community. Um, and it's, it's just going to be fantastic. I just love the software company I'm working with. We have come up with a completely different concept of, um, you know, of the virtual expo. Yeah. So it's quite different. Um, and yeah, I hope, I hope anybody listening to this who needs that help and support will, yeah, come online and um, it's a free event. Oh, really? Okay. So how, yeah. where do they get that information? 
where can people so if they so you can go onto my website which is all about fertility.com.au just to let everybody know it is um specific for the australian and new zealand market Mm um so yeah so you'll have specialists from new zealand australia around you know in all states talking about specific topics um as well as vendors in each states too okay that's good you never know you know people might want to come to australia anyway right for treatment absolutely never know absolutely yeah so having all that information Um, is amazing yeah in one spot thank you Mm. So going back to your journey, you want to talk a little bit about faith and what role faith plays. But before I even get into that, I know we spoke before about people saying my fertility journey or my infertility journey. And sometimes different people have different views about it. What's your view and what would you rather use? So I recognize infertility, um, you know, there's a diagnosis unexplained infertility um and that and that's so frustrating for someone to hear um i i like to use positive words around my journey and i'm not so keen on labels because i feel that um what you speak into your life is what you you get out from it so i always like to speak of a positive journey so i've had um so last year we are trying for our second and Same. I've had four rounds oh. that were non-winners um, and someone's that. asked me, oh, that's okay. Someone asked me, what's non-winners? <laughs> and, I was, and I said to them, non-successful IVF. So, you know, that's not resulting in a Yeah, pregnancy. I never heard that before. Yeah. And she was, and she was like, oh, okay. And I was like, you know, I don't want to say unsuccessful because that's a, a negative word to me. Right. I, you know, if I say, if I, if I put it out into the universe and say, you know, it's a non-success, it's a success word that's going out there. Non-winner. It's a winner word that's going oh, out yeah. there. So, you know, fertility, I prefer to use fertility journey, which is why I've got all about fertility. Oh, of course. Yes. I love because it. it's all about fertility in your journey. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I, I like to use the positive words to, to label things because we can package things differently. Yes, we can. I Look, and everybody's way. got a different different way of you know explaining their journey yeah of course Uh, and I recognize that um but for myself I like to put positive words into into my journey yeah absolutely and I love the non-winners that's a good one Mm. use that (laughs) (laughs) I, I actually got that from I actually got that from um uh my natural path that I was using (laughs) yeah she was like oh it's a non-winner and I was like oh I love that (laughs) (laughs) you know it sounds good I'm gonna use it (laughs) yeah non-winner that's okay (laughs) makes me feel better actually yeah so it's still a winner you know it still ends with a winner right (laughs) Mm, absolutely it's a winner yeah that's good and now let's talk about faith yes what role I mean I tell you Ola, without having my faith, I don't know how I would have got through last year because it was, you know, I thought I was going to be the unicorn. Mm -hmm. I had, you know, IVF the first round and it was successful. So I went into um, (laughs) my first, my next round uh, in March 2020 thinking that it was going to be successful. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then when it wasn't, I was like, oh, this is different. (sighs) Second time round affected me. Um, And I didn't really know how to handle my emotions. And the only way I was able to help myself and um, get through it was, you know, by praying and looking at the words that God 
had promised me and looking at what he says about me and, you know, again, not putting on labels what um, your specialist is telling you. I understand that you need to listen to your specialist, but for me, you know, I'm, I'm 45 um, and yes, I understand statistics, but I do not want statistics to label me. Well said. Again, it's a, it's a label, right? Yeah. So why would I be in the, the lower part of that, that statistic <laughs> and not, <laughs> you know, not in that 2% that you're yeah, saying, right? The rarity. Exactly. So, so why all of a sudden, you know, am I, you know, yeah. So, um, so yeah, faith really played a huge part of it. Um, for me to get through it and pray and pray for other women um so selfless praying for other women as well as you yeah I think I think you know I'm all about mindset and sometimes um when you take your mind away from your own problems and help other women I think you can help yourself too Mm -hmm. That makes so sense. True. Yes, it does. It does. Um, and so I, I like to pray for other women who are, you know, going through the similar journey as myself. Um, and, you know, I actually created a Facebook group, a closed Facebook group that is IVS support in Christ. Oh, so I'm actually, you know, able to, you know, have women who, are going through IVF who have faith, but necessarily, you know, don't like to say um, it on the normal Facebook platforms. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we, we, we pray for each other and we keep to God's words and what he says. Um, and we're unapologetic that, you know, we have faith. Yeah. And that's so important, isn't it? During this yeah. journey, you need that. Faith is yeah, so definitely. important. Mm. So now let's go back to Ella at, um, I don't know, 16-year-old Ella. Mm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Really? <laughs> yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> oh, my well, gosh. <laughs> knowing everything you know now, what would you tell her? Um, I would tell her to slow down and read your books <laughs> as yes. my mum always used to say read your books <laughs> oh, yeah. no, but apart from that I would say um, you know really look after yourself um, I think at that age I was more concerned about self-image of course, isn't it? That's what we did. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, really, don't think I was looking after myself at all, um, and just concerned about having fun, really. Yeah. But um, I think I would say to my younger self, understand your body. Mm. Um, you know, fortunately, I didn't have any issues. Um, with periods growing up or or anything like that no you know you, you get some of your friends when you're at school and they would take you know, days off because of their period right yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> so you know fortunately I never had any of that um but I would say maybe not to my younger self but maybe in my 20s mm-hmm. I would say get a get a checkup, get a health checkup, see what's happening. Yeah. You know, because those fibroids um, may have been under control. You know, I may have been able to do something. Um, But yeah, anybody, I would say anybody who's in their twenties, get a, get a checkup. So you know what you're dealing with. Yeah. You know, if there is any other and underlining health issues, you're able to sort that out before you, you know, before you find that person or want to conceive. Yeah, exactly. 
that is so important. We need to have better awareness and education for our younger ones, mm. for teenager, teenagers, 20s, like you said, there needs to be better awareness. Yeah, to prevent yeah, a lot definitely. of things. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, you know, see, there's not, yeah. and there is not one way of skinning a cat, you know, there is other ways of having a family. Of course. I think we, we were just brought up in society to think that you work, you climb the ladder, <laughs> you meet someone, you have children. Yeah, you pretty know. much. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing in between. <laughs> no, like seriously. I think there needs to be a lot, a lot more education around yeah. that. different types of families. But I think nowadays, um, you know, spe- especially speaking to my sister and her son, mm. that there are so many different families now, are- two mums, two dads, you know, yeah. single parents. So it's, it's all out there and kids are learning about this now anyway. So I think it, that's great. So it's not as if it's, under the carpet and um, swept underneath the carpet it's yeah. actually out in the open so I think that's great it is it is wonderful we need to have a lot more options and then people also being aware of it and also respecting those choices as well mm. so I think mm. we can definitely work on that yeah definitely amazing Will you say infer- infer- uh, well? I shouldn't say infertility. Will you say your journey <laughs> has changed you in any way? It's made me more resilient, and mm. it's made me understand uh, who I am. Right. Um, that I'm actually able to to face any difficulties in my life. I guess um, in a rational way. But also it's about my mindset mm. that I'm actually able to bounce back and, and, you know, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be sad. There's nothing wrong with that and embracing that because you, I think you need to grieve. Yeah. It's natural. Um, but then also picking yourself back up is important. It is. Picking yourself back up. Words of affirmation. I've got on my mirror literally words of affirmation so I you know I can see it every day in front of me I read it to my daughter she loves seeing and um, hearing me say it um you know it's a reminder of me keeping going that's amazing I love that I keep saying I'm gonna do that I never do but I love oh, it you it. know the idea of it is is really good yeah. yeah no absolutely um yeah just keep it in front of me at, at all times yeah just as a reminder because mm. sometimes your, yeah. your mind keeps wavering to all these things that are not true that exact exactly exactly um you know I'm a failure and what we say about ourselves you, you know you would never expect your best fr- to hear your best friend say that to you or you wouldn't ex- you wouldn't accept it from your colleague to say the stuff that you say to yourself yeah you wouldn't accept it right so why would you say it to yourself and so you know looking in the mirror I wouldn't say oh you know you're ugly you're this oh you're you can't produce what is so natural you know to say those words um, is detrimental to your mindset and that's something that I you know, really want to combat because our mind is a complete battlefield. If we yeah. don't have those, <laughs> you know, the, the positiveness going into it, you're able to, you know, really just slide and 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 think about all of the negative stuff and all the lies that, yeah. you know, you're telling yourself. And it's constantly there, isn't it? It's just always like, like, yeah. whoa, get out of my head. But it's, yeah. you know, it's just, yeah. so I think having the post-it notes around will definitely help because you can easily say, no, that's not me. I'm this instead mm. and even like yeah. you said you'd never say those things to your friends even to your colleague at work you'd never say that because you would think no that's mean I'm not gonna say that yeah ex- exactly yeah so why would you accept it from yourself yeah so true mm. did your journey impact yourself and your husband made us stronger ah I love that made us stronger yeah because we were going through I you know I truly believe that I was chosen for this journey 
Really? I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds yeah, crazy. Yeah, I want you to tell me a little bit more about that. <laughs> yeah, I know it sounds crazy. But I think with my personality and why we're together, I think I was chosen for it because yeah. it's it's really brought us together as a family. And I'm so proud of our family. I just yeah. love our family. Um, I love your family. I love how you speak about yeah. your family. <laughs> you know it's 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 such a blessing I'm so I'm full of gratitude and I just yeah I just feel that my strength our strength yeah um you know otherwise I wouldn't have gone down this journey I wouldn't have I would have just said oh do you know what this is just not for me why have I created this ex this expo why have yeah. I you know gone down this path to to help other women I, I think this is what I was meant to do I was meant to do it I was meant to go through this wow I love that it's as crazy as it sounds it is, yeah I said it's <laughs> crazy as it sounds <laughs> so again, it's a different way to look at it but you know I love it. it anyway. sounds, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. I, I do feel that I was chosen for this. Yeah. Look, and a lot of, you know, I think, um, you know, God's got a plan for us. And whether you believe in God or not, there is a plan for us. Mm. And, um, you know, what that plan is for everyone. I mean, that, that's something that we, we don't know until we seek it. Right. Yeah. Um. And I just feel that, yeah, this is, I think this is, this was my path. Hmm. Mm. I love it. Yeah. I know you mentioned that, of course, you know, which I'm going to try as well, the words of affirmation and posting it around. Mm. Is there one or a quote that's been so helpful out of the many that you have? Can you share one with us? <laughs> um, I was thinking about this, actually. Um, there was a, a post that I did. This was quite some time ago. Mm. And it said, um, I think it's I am and I will. Right. I am and I will. Powerful. Or I can and I will. And I will. I can and I will. And I think I was going through um, IVF and, um, you know, trying to come out the other end. Mm. And I put, sometimes you have to laugh in the face of adversity and define all odds. Mm. That's beautiful. I think I can so, apply that you know, to myself, yeah. <laughs> sometimes you just have to laugh in the, you know, laugh in the face a bit and define all odds and you know and I keep on reminding myself I can and I will I can and I will I know it sounds difficult it, it it's you know sometimes it is difficult yeah but the more times that you say those positive words the more times it will you know get into your spirit yeah I want to try that because you know with all these delays of like with the COVID pandemic like you know, a lot of travel restrictions you know I mean, yeah. the whole journey is always marked by waiting anyway. And then you have additional waiting and it's just think, oh, but using those words of affirmation yeah. and saying that laughing in the face of us, even in the journey, finding joy somehow. Yeah, exactly. You know, and <clears throat> I'm on, um, I decided to take a break from IVF and, um, and so this time round, I am concentrating on my health, even though I was concentrating on my health before, um, you know, this time round, I decided that I was going to lose some weight. I've lost five kilos. Yay. That's a big deal. I know. <laughs> Good job. Got a few more to lose, but you know, um, <laughs> I think, um, yeah, just losing weight, just really, to, um, you know, taking my supplements, um, just to prepare myself for the next stage. So yes, I'm in a waiting stage, but you know, I'm using this wisely and seeking God and, um, you know, just preparing myself uh, for that next stage without being bogged down with 
oh, the end result. I don't want right. to, to think about that. I just want to think about, okay, this journey that I am in right now. Mm. And yeah, and enjoying that and enjoying that um, being in the present. Yeah. Those are such powerful words and very important for many of us mm. in this whole journey. Mm. Yeah. And as a wrap up, Ella, mm -hmm. any words of encouragement for any, anyone, any woman listening to you, any couple listening to you who are currently in the waiting period? Yeah, look, I think, um, I think I could go on about quite a few things, but I think relationships are important relationships are important especially if you are going down an IVF route or there are issues along the way um trust in each other and comforting each other um that's really important because unity is important yeah um <clears throat> so communication is a big part of the journey um you know I could literally randomly just say to my husband okay right this is what I'm feeling <laughs> turns off the tv and listens to me <laughs> it might be a crazy idea but you know it's it's important it's important to um check in with each other um if you are going through IVF um you know our emotions as a woman is going up and down especially take if you're doing round after round um, mm. and all the hormones that have been pumped into you. Um, so you do need that extra support, um, whether you can, you know, again, find it in your partner, husband or your family or friends or choosing, you know, a, a group that is going to cheer you on because you do need that. Yeah. You do need that support and that, that, that feeling of, um, yeah, support and unity around you. That's wow. what I would say. Well said. Thank you so much, Ella. It's been amazing oh, having you. you on here. It's, I mean, you've been such a blessing. You've shared so much. I love the fact that you've been so open, you know, with your whole journey. You've, um, you've used your journey, your experience to help so many other women out there, you know, creating this Fertility Expo support groups online you don't you might not realize it but it helps a whole lot of people and it makes their journey so much more easier uh, as easy as it can be um even within this difficult often difficult journey so i just was so blessed to have you had you here with us and i'm sure all the listeners have also been blessed listening to you so thank you so much thank you no and thank you thank you for creating a space like this especially what you're doing in Nigeria I think it's so important and you know I just love that you have the courage to do it um and supporting all of those ladies so thank you thank you and we look forward to having you again in the near future yeah yeah <laughs> thank you so thank much you. okay take care see you Thanks for joining us this week on the Fertility Conversations podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Fertility Conversations. If there are any topics you would like to have discussed, please send an email to fertilityconversations at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. Thank you again for listening. Take care of yourself and do stay hopeful.